Hello again, everyone. I'm Matt Laughlin, along with Amanda Stein, my partner in crime and uh, my wonderful co-host on our official Devils podcast. And we have a very exciting show coming I up. No, I'm very excited because our our guest here. Let me tell you, we started on the exact same day. Did you really? We went through the interview process together. We went on a boat ride together. So I'm very excited about this one. We've got stories. Plenty of stories. <laughs> there she and is. <laughs> that is the voice of Kate Madigan who joins us. And one thing people don't know, and first off, Kate, welcome, is that the Devils organization and beyond that, uh, HBSE, very inclusive, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we have made sure as an organization, as a team, that we embrace everyone. And there are a multitude of women who play critical roles in our organization. Obviously, Amanda, in many ways, you are the face, or one of the faces of the organization. But Kate, some people may not recognize the voice, recognize the name, but you too play an important role. Tell us a little bit about what you do. Yeah, well, first, thanks for having me, guys. Very exciting. <laughs> we'll maybe get into those stories later. Maybe not. We'll see. Oh, no, we will. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Maddie will pull uh, it up. Yeah, so um, very happy to be here. I, uh, I'm i the director of pro scouting operations for the New Jersey Devils. Um, do a lot of different things under that umbrella. Um, it's kind of just like the season, depending on the time of year, there's different ro- roles and responsibilities. Um, we just finished the trade deadline, so I was very focused on that. Um, and now I already started working a bit on UFAs July 1st. That's coming up. So honestly, anything the coaches or the management needs, whether it's video, information, working a lot with our scouts across the area. Um, so I work just with our pro scouts. So coverage, game viewings, uh, players who've been trending up and down, um, things on the ice, but also things off the ice. We talk a lot and we have about the culture of the Devils and how great that is. So making sure that we we're recruiting and we're um, drafting, but also signing players that fit that culture. Do you get phone calls in like the middle of the night sometimes? Because your scouts are all over the globe, you know? Yeah. (laughs) so but you have hours, Kate. You, <laughs> yeah. you have set hours. I don't have hours. <laughs> usually I'm off between like usually by midnight it's good. Um yeah, there, you there's manage scouts. people yeah. in Russia and everywhere. Yeah, so there's a lot. Um the scouts are usually good, they understand. I'd say my first year I came a ve- came from a very different industry. Um, so when I started, I was like, oh my God, like there's no weekends. It's game day yeah. or non-game day. And once you kind of, I wasn't used to that. Like you guys have both been doing this for a while. So it was an adjustment. I started three years ago. So that was a bit of an adjustment. Now I think I've learned how to better manage it. And the scouts know though, they'll, they'll usually send me emails. Um, a lot of it's about players and games. So nothing's too pertinent. Um, in time sensitive, I'll get to it in the morning. So I've learned how to better balance that. But yeah, a lot of late night calls around the trade deadline, not but, much sleep. But that's the thing, like you, it's incredible to me because Kate, you know, mentioned that she got into this business just three years ago, the same time I joined the team. And you come from a completely different background and you're managing people who have been in this league in some capacity for years and years and years. What was that process like in terms of, you know, figuring out that balance of working with people as a new person, but in this very specific role with people who have been in the league for so long? Yeah, I, yeah, I did struggle (laughs) with that a bit. There's guys who've been in the league, players, scouts, management, coaches, 
And I'm like, they're listening to me. I came in, I was like, I'm 25. What the hell am I doing? Um, but I think like I come from a different industry and I've talked, my dad um, works in hockey. He was a scout for a while with the Islanders and the Penguins. So, and he's the coach now for Northeastern uh, men's hockey. So I talked to him a lot. Right. And so my first year, I'm like, I don't think I had that confidence. Um, I think I grew it the past two years. And I think I sold myself short a bit because I was almost intimidated by all Mm -hmm. these strong um, hockey minds I was around. And my dad was like, you grew up in a rink. You you were with me scouting in Lake Placid and and you know this stuff. You just got to be confident. So I think, again, mm-hmm. um, kind of with the time change, the first year was a very big adjustment. But, yeah, I do look around sometimes in the trade deadline, and I see guys like Andre Savard, yeah. Pierre Mondou, even Eric Weinrich, all guys, they've had a 1,000 games, Tom Fitzgerald, and I'm like, little old me sitting there just <laughs> with my smile on. Anyone want a donut? <laughs> like, but uh, don't sell yourself short. No, I just say, like, yes, want no, a donut no, because exactly. you do very, very no, important yes. work. I try and keep but it I light that. sometimes. I will say, though, that knowing Kate, well, because as when I you do, come in a situation, she loves giving treats out just in general. <laughs> yes. It's just an in general but, thing. But, but I do know anyone is intimidated first time they're in a room of grizzled veterans, whether yes. they're all yeah. male or predominantly male. And uh, so I, I get that idea of, like, I'm just here to kind of help you do your thing and if i yeah. get you coffee or make sure you you know, you know you're, you're comfortable right. you're that's right. a thing yeah but you did grow up in in, in a, a hockey household your dad jim as you mentioned the current coach and a very successful one at that <laughs> thank you <laughs> of of the northeastern hockey uh, huskies so when you came in was there some sense of the men who were sitting in that room like did you feel challenged at all or did they just go hey this is Jim's daughter. She knows hockey. So was there immediate acceptance? There was. And I think it did help that my dad worked for the Penguins. So I knew a lot of the guys, um, Ray, Tom Fitzgerald, Dan McKinnon, even John Hines, Naz. A lot of these guys I have met before. Um, so they did accept me. And I think a lot of them, um, they did challenge me, though, because it's completely different. What I knew from college hockey, I didn't know a lot about I mean, the CBA has so many rules, yeah. right? So I was always learning. And I couldn't be more thankful. My first year, I was literally in Grandin as much as they would, I could handle the draft, the combine, um, free agency, working with the coaches. At that point, I was doing some of the analytic reports. So I was like literally thrown in, but they were there to help me. And there was an open door policy. Anything you need, come ask questions. So I think they accepted me, but they definitely challenged me, which I think has helped me now as I talk about be more confident. And now when I'm with these guys, I speak up, I give my opinion. So I think that first year, as much as I said, I was learning and gaining confidence. It really helped me shape my future. Not so much internally, because you've answered the question. As the world changes, we open our arms and embrace change in more and more people. So this is not something that would have occurred. 30 years ago, but it's a regular part. It needs to be more a regular part of our conversation, meaning if you can help, it doesn't matter uh, what your gender is or what your sexual identity is or where you come from. If you can help, you can help. My point is, did you run into anyone, though, who said, uh, yeah, I need an answer, but not from you because I recognize it's a woman's voice or a woman's name? I wonder if there were some challenges that way. Because hockey can be very hidebound. Yeah. No, it can. Um... I don't think, I'm going to be completely honest, I got that. 
which is all awesome. I think yeah, I've fantastic. gotten a lot of um when I talk to people on the phone or even traveling when I try and go into the locker mm-hmm. room now um people are like oh sorry ma'am yeah. like you're not allowed or sorry you're on this bus or whatever it may be I think they're not used to seeing females in that yeah. role mm-hmm. which I'm glad we are talking about I do remember a recent road trip as we were coming out <laughs> and there were two buses the bus? well they didn't get kicked off but there were yeah. two buses if I recall you, you, yeah. you can tell the story better but there are two buses there's one for the media and some extra personnel and then there's one for the team and the team personnel and there was somebody <laughs> directing because how would he know where we're supposed yep. to go yeah. and I think if I recall he was like oh no no that that's not yeah that's somehow, for, that's that's for not staff your and players yeah, yeah. media's over here and like I could never be like no, I'm with the team. I was gonna say, it would I'm be like, so okay, un- and I just go on the media bus. I'm uh, like, sorry, <laughs> and that's just we're like, going to the same location. Yeah, in exactly. a way, it doesn't matter. Wait, and I'll jump in. Sometimes the media bus is a little, a little more, more fun. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Have a little more fun. <laughs> you know, we we can let loose a little more after a loss on the bus than yeah. others can. But you know what? So how do you handle a situation like that when somebody says, "Sorry, you don't belong here"? Yeah, I think. I think the first couple times, and I'm going to say, I get it a lot, yeah. Um, which I've learned to manage, but I think also, as you said, the more women that are around, I think will help diminish those. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, you got to handle it with that they're just, the, we're all learning together, right? And yeah. we're all developing together and we're all changing this whole world together. And so I think I, I try and just be like honest. At first I would be like, oh, okay, like, I don't want to tell people off or be rude or, oh, I'm with the team or, oh, no, I mm-hmm. can go on there. Like, I, I try and be sensitive to the situation. So I'm just like, oh, I have my credential. I'm actually, I'm in the coach's room. I sit there. I help the guys. They're like, oh, okay, sorry, sorry. That's what I do. I, like, you flash the credential, yeah. right? Because, yeah. like, you don't really know what to say because you don't want to be rude. Yeah. you have to be sensitive, as you said, Kate, that, like, people are learning on the job. Um, but I would say, Maddie, one of the really interesting things about – you know, Kate and I having started at the same time is um, when I first got here, my first two years, I was up in hockey ops with Kate and on our floor at one point, I think there were almost more women than there were men in that office space. And that's also really helpful, whether it's in terms of representation, women to other women in a similar scenario to lean on, to bounce questions off of, Mm -hmm. to sort of vent to all those things. I think that that is really important, you know, to just have that environment. And, you know, you were so lucky that you walked right into that. Yeah. And I would say, I mean, I think women empower women and that's an yeah. extremely strong thing. Um, and I was fortunate. I mean, we have Marie Carnavala who's been yeah. here. I, Basically, she's since like the, the beginning. Yeah. 30 plus years, knows everything about anything. My mom said when I started, she's like, I call her your little fairy godmother. She's <laughs> she the is. answers to everything. Um, like her, there's so many yeah. people. And and I was very fortunate that I walked in and I, I didn't see just men. I saw yeah. women and women my age and mm-hmm. someone to go to lunch with, to dinner with, um, to learn the ropes with. So it was very fortunate um, in the Devils, which I can't speak on how other organizations are, but yes, I would say the Devils is extremely inclusive. In, and having that in support is yeah. just so fundamental to feeling comfortable, I would imagine. And I mean, that's how I've always felt. And being able to be confident in how you present yourself, how you carry yourself on the job that you do. Because, you know, as much as we think about, you know, women can be catty with one another they're also like a foundation to to help everybody because a lot of us 
are going through this experience, especially in the sports world, for the first time together. Yeah, and I'd say, like, I'm sure it's the same a lot of places, yeah. but I know you moved here. I moved here from Boston. Yeah. No friends, no family here. First time actually living alone because I went to school in Boston, yeah. which was probably a little too close. Um, <laughs> but I came here and I had a family because everyone, yeah. they're nice to you in the office, but they take care of you outside. They care about your well-being. And I know hockey is, as we say, a brotherhood. It's also a sisterhood. And... Um, I was fortunate that whole first floor, men and women, we really are a family and we take care of each other, which is just pretty special. And I think that resonates like that when we talk about hockey culture and like the culture, you know, we hear Tom Fitzgerald talk about it. We hear Naz talk about it, wanting to breed an important culture. It's not just in the locker room. It has to go throughout the whole organization. And I think that's what, you know, Kate preaches to. These people are our family. Yeah. And I'd say like, Sometimes Fitzy will call me eight, nine o'clock at night. I'm like, hey, what's going on? Like, what do you need? Yeah. He's like, I'm just checking in. I'm like, yep. you don't need anything? He's like, no, no. How's it going? How's your week? Like this year, I think we can all agree there's been a lot of ups and downs, a lot of change, um, which we all, it's adversity, yep. right? We all grow from again. So he's always like, how are you? Just checking in. How's How are your parents? So I think it's good. People care for you, not just inside of work. Yeah. And I think sometimes because we look at here in this building, look outside the door look Mm -hmm. you know again internally down the hall seeing another department like for instance where we record this is in our content area and i don't know if it's half and half but it's pretty darn close you know male female and you mentioned what's up on the hockey ops floor so it almost becomes like not even a thought it's not it's here but we know it's not always true outside but that's a credit to what's taking place here so you said this job is night and day different from what you were doing. What were you what doing? What were you doing, Kate? What, what brought I know. you here? People are like, <laughs> oh, you came from favorite. Boston, the this Bruins? I'm favorite. like, no, I was actually in public accounting at Deloitte. They're like, what? <laughs> yeah, and then I love people like, oh, numbers, they're the same. I'm like, accounting <laughs> and hockey information is very different. Yeah, so I um, graduated Northeastern with an accounting uh, master's, and I went to Deloitte for two and a half, three years, which I'm very thankful for that experience. Um I learned a lot about professionalism and communication and stuff through there, which has resonated here. Um, but yes, very night and day. Um, we all have the busy season. I wasn't in tax. I was in audit. Um, but Nobody this- liked to see you coming. <laughs> if you were coming in, nobody liked the audit team. That's I for sure. I would go sure. in the CEO would be like, why are you here? I'm like, oh, good to see you too. <laughs> um Yes, the time. So between January and February would be like 180 hour weeks. And then there's other pockets. And at that point, I'm like, wow, it's a lot. You're working Saturdays, Sundays until I came here. And I was like, well, hell, I do that every day. (laughs) Um, I think when you're always in something, it seems like like, it's hard. And so I learned a lot from there. But I would say... um, this job is a lot more it's a lifestyle right we all live it it's 24 7 there's i said it before there's games on the road on weekends christmas there's games before and after um which is awesome i actually love the games around the holiday there's so many fans and excitement but um you really enjoy your time off in the summer is what Mm. i'll say but Yeah. yeah it's it's just a different different atmosphere um before i sat in a room probably this size conference room with 10 people sat at our computers where now I'm like, 
oh, I'm going to watch practice. I'm going to a game. So it's still the same it's more hours. Movement. But yeah, there's a lot more movement. I'm watching hockey, my passion, doing what I love. Um, so yes, very different. So is that what is that why you left? Because hockey was your passion. So at what it point a did it get in? Yeah. Yeah, switch. I think I always knew, but I wasn't sure how to get in. Yeah. It's a very different. Um, it's a weird field to change to. There's mm-hmm. no guidebook to how to get into hockey. Um, and so I think I just had some of those conversations. Um, and I networked with uh, Ray Shearer and Tom Fitzgerald at the time and um, on how to get in. And I was fortunate enough that there was a position being open. So yeah. that's kind of when the change occurred. I knew I wasn't accounting wasn't my thing. Um, I love to work, so I like to be passionate about it. Um, and I knew hockey is... I mean, it's fun, right? And, and I think that that's really important. And I, you know, knowing you as well as I do, I know you got a little shy saying the networking thing. And that's okay because I think Kate's that... shy? I don't, I don't <laughs> know. No, no, no. I don't, because... I don't oh, think so. I don't think so. I can so. hear the nuance in, in your voice, but I think it's really important, especially as women, to be confident and, and happy that we live lives where we do have those connections mm-hmm. because, you know, I mean... I might be completely wrong on this, but a a man saying like, oh, well, I knew this hockey family. And so I reached out to them to see how they, you know, got in the bit, just, you know, sort of bouncing things off of them. And then an opportunity was presented to me to sort of see something. We kind of shy away from it in terms of, oh, like, you know, why are you getting that job? That kind of thing. Like, it's okay to use your connections Mm -hmm. no matter who you are. And, you know, that's, that's the way to do it. I mean, that is the fundamental of this business, sure, is it not? Sure, sure. Well, it's, I think in every job, well, it's yeah, about connections right, yeah. and who you know. I mean, the first job I ever had was working for a Dunkin' Donuts, by the way. Ooh, <laughs> Sorry. That's how old up? it, that's how long ago it was. Do you still Dunkin get a Donuts. discount? I just, no, I don't. But it was because my aunt and uncle lived next door and to the owner of the, the local store. You but you do, but you have to have an idea that the connection will help you. So if yes. you don't see somebody who looks, sounds like you yeah. sitting in that spot why would you think necessarily that okay yeah there's a door that's going to be opened for me so yeah I think that's why you two are very important <laughs> thank you you know among others in this building not only for what you do but for what you present to others other women who say boy I love this sport but now I, I see and people how do I put that look like it? me yeah. sound like me and give me hope that all right if I make the right connections because it is about connections folks yes but I can yeah. I can turn them into a gig and I would say networking. And not, by the way, I hate to say, and not a, oh, I don't want to say a menial job, but not an ancillary job. Okay. Right. You know, we filled out our quota. You know, yeah. You, yeah. You, you no, you're ser- right. You, you both serve substan- yeah. in substantive roles. Yeah. Um, I would say, too, like, I don't know if it's, I think it's just me, but like, as to your point, I'm like, oh, well, I don't want people to think I got this job because of, exactly. of this person. Exactly. Like, I don't want like, oh, they just hired her because of this. And again, talking um, to my dad, which my mom will kill me. Mom, you've helped me too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's just, my dad said, yes, you network. No one's going to hire you and put your name on the job if they don't think you're going exactly. to Exactly, because mm-hmm. it's a reflection so of them too. The job. Yeah, and I would say networking is scary. Sometimes it's a little awkward, right? You're going up to these people. What do I say? What do I do? And I've had a couple people reach out to me. I'm sure you guys have mm-hmm. as well. Just like, hey, can I pick your brain on what on what you do? Yeah. I, I don't really know what there is out there for females. And I'd say that's amazing. Like, 
continue to do that with whoever you can, male, female, hockey, non-hockey, just to learn. Um, I think sometimes in, in universities, there's so many jobs that you don't know about. So mm-hmm. just to learn about them, do do a job shadow, ask questions, mm-hmm. LinkedIn message, um, people will get back to you. They, they really do. And I think one of you know the neat things in terms of the experience of joining this team in particular, Kate and I arrived on, I think I arrived one day before you, mm-hmm. and we were both here for a week, almost as like, do you feel comfortable? And not, this is the job you're getting. Come spend some time with us and see if this is right for you. And we were both here for that development camp. Mm-hmm. And it was just a matter of, you know, having people who were above us, um, who are now above us, like just sort of try this out, try this out, see what kind of works for you and what you enjoy. And that's sort of how you create that culture. Like we, we really walked into a crazy experience together. I mean, Kate was the first person I met. Mm-hmm. I still have her photos. Yeah. Oh, the, really? Yeah, we nice. were on a boat ride. Yeah. Nice. Tell us, tell, tell us about the boat ride. Well, it was... I was seasick. She was. Oh, she really? I was like... She's uh, like, Amanda, I gotta go inside. But I don't know really, anyone, so I'm like, what am I gonna throw up off the side so of the she boat? she came I to me. I know no one. They're never gonna hire me. I'm going back to Boston. So she came to me. She came to Amanda. I was like, what do I do? She's like, I'll get you what you do. Like, yeah. But, but it was... So it was during development camp. So you know how we... The team always has like an outing for the guys, right? Well, sometimes it's a baseball game. This year... Or that year, it was... an a crazy boat ride like along and like, we were on the Hudson yeah and, and it was a little bit of a stormy day so the boat was was, was rocking, rocking around <laughs> rocking around but you know that's kind of where we bonded because <laughs> I think we were maybe one of a handful of women on that and yeah. we were both new and sort of figuring things out and you're on the boat with staff and coaches and players and yeah I mean that yeah you did you did not look good in Have terms of like her face, like thanks, you're, Amanda. You're, you're yeah. beautiful, but like your face was so white. And we yeah. do have those pictures. Have you gotten on a boat since? <laughs> yeah, I went in Italy this summer with another girl that oh, was yeah, in Madison. Madison, also boatsick. She was like, "You don't look great." I was like, "Yeah, I got it. I know." <laughs> so it's you got to either have a little Dramamine or whatever that is that uh, yeah. prevents yeah. you. Yeah, but, but no one offered when yeah, they we- asked me to travel this year full time. I was like, "Yeah, sure." No one once asked me if I liked flying, which I get a little shaky on the landing. So uh, I think Mikey Regan, our video coach, she's looking at me like, are you good? Because Mikey Regan's like, you're at the table. That's like the worst. (laughs) You have like the table in front of you. And Mikey Regan sits in front of her. But I'm a bad flyer, too. Like I sit next to Erica Walker on the plane and sometimes on the landing without like consciously doing I like grab onto her arm. (laughs) I grab and she's like, what are you doing? I think I make people more nervous. (laughs) Nah, it's all good. But we're lucky. We're surrounded by a lot of really strong women and a lot of really strong men who are supportive. Yeah. Uh, And that's like the the, the key there. You know what? The world has changed. We need a lot more change. There's no question. But the world has changed and it's much more accepting and we need to keep going. Uh, So a couple of questions at least for me to wrap things up. What Mm -hmm. what did you both think about NBC's broadcast the other day? The all-women crew, both on the air and behind the scenes. I mean, producer, director. That was cool. Yeah. It was amazing. Um. I thought it was needed. I also, I think there was so much coverage on it, which was great. Um, they pumped it up. So, I mean, I have a little cousin. She's 12, 13. She's a goalie. She wants to play one day. She's like, I want to I wanna play professional. Like, she watched it. And I'm like, this is great. Not just for people of our generation. Mm-hmm. The girls coming up, um, 
I think it's so empowering when you see it, you believe it yeah. instead of just talking about it. So here, this is taking action. This is taking mold. And I thought it was, they all did an unbelievable job. I mean, that's what it's about representation, mm -hmm. right? Sure. Like if you see, yeah, the representation matters. And that's sort of the moment where a lot of, you know, young people, young, young girls, and even young men can see that like, everyone can do this job if yeah, you just yeah. if you just put in the hard work you know that no that's that's yeah, just 100% and you know for the longest time i had a, a woman that i worked with on the radio yeah, side she, sherry ross and pioneer she, right like, in so many ways yeah. not just in her broadcasting but as a writer as well and and so on and so forth so it it was almost second nature to me so i didn't i did hear women's voices on that nbcs and broadcast yeah. don't get me wrong but it didn't bother me at all because you know, it is around us, but not to that level, which brings me to the point that, okay, so for me, and I know there are some Neanderthals out there yeah. who said, you know, I don't want women talking to me about sports, blah, 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 blah get off my lawn. But <laughs> thank God <laughs> they're in a minority. Uh, but I do understand why it is important to have that. Like, I think, oh, sure, why not? Of course, if you're qualified, I mean, you can do it. Yeah. But I understand that unless you see going back to what we said earlier unless you see somebody in that role why why would somebody a, a woman grow up thinking she could do play-by-play -play on hockey when all she has heard or seen right. mm -hmm. is a matt lachlan or a doc Emmerich, mm -hmm. uh, you know on and on and on we but, love you maddie yeah, well, thank you do. very much so. but my point is <laughs> no, why would you think right you know mm -hmm. i mean i get more men who come to me college yeah. guys who say hey how do i extend my career here i'm doing it in college but i don't get that many women which is probably because the pool is smaller but also because why would they come to me i don't look or sound like them you know yeah, no, so it's a, you it's need a, those role models that's what it comes really down to so it's but fantastic I think to your point doing these this podcast and yeah it's just another example of that talk about women in sports show the girls that they can do it that are young and up and coming mm -hmm. so i think this is obviously not to that scale but it's still an amazing step forward well it still reaches out right yeah. like mm -hmm. it's the domino effect exactly. and, and the, so the, the future is female yeah, you know what? It is. And that, you know, that's actually really funny because um, Kate and I and a couple of other women who were in hockey ops, we had that on our desk. We were given I still that. Do. Yeah. I still I think it's around my desk somewhere here now, too. But mm -hmm. we were given uh, as a gift uh, from it was Ray Shiro gave it to us a little plaque for our desks that said the future is female. And that's, again, about breeding that culture of acceptance and we want you here and you are a valued member of of our hockey community mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Yeah. i still and, have it every day yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he bought a lot by the way we could yeah. name all yeah. him so exactly. it wasn't like he just bought two and said no I did no my no, job. no i mean no, he was really he's really opened up a lot of doors so the last one for me and then we have to get to the we plane. do we do we will Oh, okay. <laughs> got what nervous. Are, what are you it's the, the, pl what? The, plane. the plane question. Don't oh, worry God. about it. You're I fine. got no menus for you. So. <laughs> yeah. Menu man, John Hayden. Where do you want to go? This is not where you're going to end. By Kate, Aruba would be not. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd like to take maybe, a vacation in Aruba. <laughs> yeah. I, but I mean, you know, just take it wherever you go. Do you want to be a GM someday? Do you think that would be appealing? Yeah, I do. And I would love to, obviously there's steps to be there. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be next year. I would love to be an assistant general manager, eventually a general manager. Um, I know there's steps that we need to take. Um, I'm fortunate enough though that I am surrounded by a lot of people who are, who are helping me learn every day mm -hmm. and get there. Um, I'm a little cognizant. You never want to be like, oh, I want to be the first female GM. It's not how it works. No, right? if there's another female that can get there, 
power to your girlfriend mm -hmm. because that's unbelievable. Being a GM in general, female or male, right now there's 32, right? Yep. Um, and there's 32 GM jobs. Yeah, it's it's not easy. You know easy. what I mean? So getting that in general is very difficult. So you should be proud of that as a whole. Yeah. Um, I would love to get there. I definitely still have a lot of learning to do um, on different sides, but that would be the end game one day. And, and I think, you know, it's for what you were talking about, Kate, it's like you want to get there on the right path. And by that, what I mean is like taking the appropriate steps to learn the, the, the areas of the job that people before you have learned. You don't just want to be the first female GM you want to be the right GM for the right team. Sure. Yeah. Right? Like, and there's that's the commercial. The more, I don't you know, want to be the token female no, GM. There's that commercial just, yeah. with the um, football coach, mm -hmm. uh, 49ers. 49ers. You just yeah. want to be Kate yeah, Madigan, the be GM. Because I've worked my butt off, yeah. um, because I've earned it. And I think one day it could happen. So it's awesome. It's Hopefully sort of like we're it's, here in 30 years talking about it. it that would be it's, nice. almost, it's almost like that idea, you know, and, and Maddie I'll sign and I, up for 30 right now. <laughs> oh, we, let's go. You know, <laughs> as people who tweet a lot, uh, Maddie and I, like, it's like, it's that notion of like, do you want to be first or do you want to be right? Do you want to be first or do you want to do it the right way? Before we do wrap things up, mom and dad taught you well there you go thanks <laughs> what before we do the plane question what's next like what is your big heavy lifting right now you mentioned yeah i'd say like short-term college free agency a lot of colleges just got kicked out of their playoffs um so spending time on that looking mm -hmm. at college free agents um obviously the rangers just signed someone yep. pittsburgh um so getting ahead of that and then i would say for me personally free agency that's a big one um, in between, obviously, we have the draft and the combine, yeah. but I'm, I'm already starting to kind of start the prep work on free agency over the summer. You're just ahead of everybody. You're yeah. just way ahead of I everybody. Got, I got to start early. <laughs> yeah. All right. So this is how we normally end with anyone who travels on the plane with us. I know you're an avid podcast listener, our podcast. Um, what do you do on the plane? So, you know, we've had many. I know, and I know you're like, ask I know you are. So you probably like, spent all last night thinking about well, how do I answer this question? But what I'm like, just you're gonna a be sleeper. Honest. You're a sleeper. <laughs> yeah. This girl like curls up on the plane. Killer uh, Killer makes fun of me because I'm always asleep. That would be Killer Kowalski, <laughs> yes. assistant coach. Before it even takes off. Mm -hmm. um, That's like Nico. Nico yeah. said the same thing. And Peter Horacek calls me pretzel because I'm in the front, so my tough life, my leg seat doesn't go up. So I curl my legs like I sit on them. I curl them into my lap and try and fall asleep. And he's like, "How do you?" What she do like, you do? yeah, contours just, herself. By yeah. the way, your Peter could not do that. No, I think he's jealous. <laughs> Let's That's be why. honest, right? <laughs> and by the way, your seat can't, your your footrest can't go up because you have the buffet table in front of which you, which is also an issue because all I do is eat, which is all we ever do this week. Um, yeah, so normally I sleep. If not, I'm just. Catching up on The Bachelor. <laughs> oh, she's a huge Bachelor fan. I mean, like even How's when we take in some, it's finished going. last night. It right? finished last night. Oh, okay. Did it go okay? Yeah. Were you happy? I like the girl that won. Okay. <laughs> won or know. you know got chosen F to fell be engaged. In love, whatever <laughs> it's supposed to be. My, everything's a competition. Right? Um, but but you're right. I mean, this you know. You're so funny. She always has a blanket with her. And even like on the buses, I'm always cold. on the bus rides too, she's got her like laptop out watching The Bachelor. Yeah. Catching. She's like, guys, I can't talk right now. Catching. My up thing on is, I'm like, bachelor. you work so hard that yeah. when you can get those little minutes, 
And always surrounded by men, I'm like, I gotta get my girls time in. I'm like, I don't even know these girls. <laughs> well, the fact of the matter is, a lot of hours are put in, so you catch sleep and catch up on your personal life where you can in the National yep. Hockey League. That is for sure. Well, Kate, I, I wasn't sure how long we would necessarily spend, but the conversation's been engrossing, and it's been great listening to your story. I know that you've become a role model, even though you may... Uh, now she's turning red. Yeah. Now she's but the fact of the matter red. is, uh, you are. And yep, you're showing, you as Amanda has through her career, that uh, anyone can get the job done, and rightfully so. So continued success to you, and thanks very much for joining thanks us. For having me. I really appreciate being on. And that'll wrap things up on the official Devils podcast. Fun conversation. That was the best. I, I love talking with Kate. I mean, we've been good friends for a while now, so it's fun to sort of poke fun of her and i mentioned the red thing because no matter she has the worst poker face in the absolute world no. so during trade deadline this girl has her door closed because you can't <laughs> you can't you can't walk by without making her feel uncomfortable you're like do you want to go for lunch She's like no no one's traded <laughs> I'm like i just want to go for lunch with you well on that note we will wrap things up on the official devils podcast for amanda stein i'm matt lachlan thanks very much for your company we'll see you next time bye bye